Jim, this is my podcast, The Bloody Vegans. You're very welcome to it. Each week I'll be travelling ever deeper into the world of veganism, discovering along the way a multitude of viewpoints from the political and ethical to the practical. I'll be doing this through a series of conversations, each aiming to further illuminate my understanding and hopefully yours of all things vegan. And this week is no different. I say weekly and so on and so forth. I, I appreciate the last few weeks, if not month or so <laughs> have been a little bit sporadic uh, the school holidays have been uh, challenging very enjoyable obviously but from the point of view of uh, producing a podcast on a weekly basis challenging so we say hopefully things will improve from here on in uh, let's hope so um, so this week uh, I was delighted to be joined by chef Danielle Malpertuis I think I, I could have said that right. The chances are I've said that wrong. Um, but uh, Chef Danielle is um, an incredible um, vegan pastry chef, um, classically trained, um, but has adapted a whole host of recipes uh, to be veganized, um, and in her in her way is uh, helping blazer trail really in the world of um, high-end pastry chefs um, by veganizing things but also bringing unique recipes to that world um, and he's also doing courses books uh, afternoon tea clubs all kinds of different things uh, presenting kind of classics but in a vegan uh, way and also like I say, unique recipes uh, from a, a vegan pastry chef's perspective. So um, we're going to hear from Chef Danielle in just a moment. Um, so um, I should just tell you before we dive into the episode, if you want to find out a little bit more about Chef Danielle, head to um, freefromdessert.com. Com. Uh, you can find all sorts of things there. You can find links to uh, her books, her courses, um, so on and so forth. Forth, so on and so forth. Can't speak. Uh, it's all on that website, freefromdesserts.com. And as always, this episode is brought to you by Bloody Vegans Productions, a podcast production agency uh, founded by myself. You can find out more at bloodyvegansproductions.com. So if you are looking to start your own podcast, or in fact you have one and need some help with editing, uh, making clips, all the kind of stuff that you see associated with podcast, then head to bloodyvegansproductions.com. I think that's it. Uh, that, <laughs> that's it in terms of the admin. Uh, so without further ado, here is a conversation between me and Chef Danielle. Uh, well, uh, two things. Uh, uh, first of all, I'm uh, uh, an executive pastry chef. I worked in uh, five-star hotels uh, in the UK and uh, abroad. And uh, let's say um, uh, until uh, quite recently, um, when we had a guest uh, coming over in the hotel for an afternoon tea or lunch, whatever, uh, saying, uh, uh, I'm vegan, so what do you have to propose? We were there. Apart from a fruit salad or a fruit sorbet, no, not too many choices. Uh, industry uh, mm. expensive, uh, disappointed. So it was frustrated for the guest and for myself because I love uh, pastry. So 
I decided to uh, create my uh, own range of uh, vegan desserts based upon uh, taste and uh, presentation. This is the first thing. The second thing is um, uh, I was uh, very concerned uh, with uh, uh, cruelty towards animals and um, mm. when my, a couple of years ago uh, I offered my grandson a subscription uh, to uh, the uh, Worldwide Fund. He adopted uh, a jaguar in Colombia, which was um, um, an animal in, in danger. Uh, and so it started from there. So together we went to uh, uh, Edinburgh to visit, to visit this uh, zoo, you know, where they only have uh, um, species in danger. So, um, and, and we go like this. So I would say initially uh, it was a concern about animals. Uh, and now, of course, it has uh, uh, slowly, slowly uh, uh, going towards um, health concern as well. Yeah. So j just to sort of um, t take me back into the world of being a pastry chef, you know, from yeah. your experience as an executive pastry chef, when you were learning, it sounds like it wasn't the case, but I take it there was no mention of veganism or plant-based recipes or that kind of thing. Was it? Was your training very much meat and dairy heavy or dairy heavy in the case of desserts obviously uh well uh we had uh we followed the classical pastry meaning uh we meaning um mm. uh, mainly gelatin from uh, pork uh yep. well, of course we had uh, butter eggs uh, uh milk uh, but we uh, absolute a uh, couple of years ago had uh, not even an idea about what uh, a vegan baking uh, huh. Uh, could include uh, nothing, so uh, we just follow the classical recipes. And when you when you decided to make this switch, how difficult was it for you to kind of almost relearn your you know your trade? Oh um, well, first of all, um, in my career, most of the time I learn things by myself, and yeah. um, I would say, uh, well, the fact that I have a quite strong uh, uh, pastry background helped me a lot to uh, veganize into brackets uh, uh, yeah. the basic recipes uh, and um, uh, honestly apart from uh, a few desserts like uh, maybe the choux pastry or creme brulee we, which are basically um, uh, <clears throat> involving eggs uh, the other things are not uh, that complicated uh, uh, I go now even for gluten-free desserts always uh, yeah. uh, insisting on the fact they have to be uh, uh, easy to make, look nice, uh, and uh, taste uh, fantastic. So this is my uh, challenge, but it wasn't that that difficult. It's just um, uh, adapting, uh, trying. We have now, compared to uh, two or three years ago, uh, a lot, a lot of uh, ingredients, very, very helpful. Uh, they make our life uh, much uh, easier. For instance, you now have um, a plant-based double cream, uh, this mm. means that uh, you can whip it. Well, and for a dessert, a whipped cream is really uh, the key. I mean, uh, before we were struggling um, with a single oat cream, a single a soya cream. Uh, but let's say now um, our work is much easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you when you started out, then before some of those technical um, kind of advancements, if you like, in the world of plant based mm -hmm. food, 
what was what were the sort of challenges that you would have had to overcome with say something like double cream and you yeah. were, like you say you were working with single cream H- how do you begin to how did you begin before the kind of double cream substitute <laughs> came in to 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 kind of once match upon double a time. cream <laughs> yeah no uh, one thing when i started is um um i would say the classical uh hotel industry hospitality uh, was uh, not maybe is still not too um, too positive towards uh, vegan uh, baking mm. or vegan uh, cooking. I remember my executive chef when I made a vegan dessert in this five star hotel. I showed him and I said, "Chef, I made a new vegan dessert." He did not even taste. Uh. After that, I changed the policy. I said, "Ah, chef, I made a new dessert. Uh, please, could mm. you taste?" Uh, Oh, not bad. Uh, and then I said afterwards, uh, well, by the way, it's vegan. So quite negative attitude mm, uh, of mm. uh, the chefs towards uh, vegan baking. For instance, I, um, I joined a group, a Facebook group called the Michelin Stars. And wow. I posted uh, quite some nice uh, photos because uh, uh, I insist on my uh, fine dining uh, touching a vegan pastry. The photos were very nice. And I presented my work. I said, I'm a vegan pastry chef to, 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 to. The comments, you cannot even imagine how negative. Recently, last year, uh, wow. the vegans, sorry, uh, <laughs> you can cut this. I mean, it was incredible. <laughs> so you still yeah. have a, a very negative attitude. Yeah. And then coming, and it, yeah, I... coming back to your questions, um, mm. we adapted the recipe accordingly to, let's say, the available uh, ingredients. Mm? Uh, for instance, uh, when we had to make uh, a mousse, usually you put uh, some whipped double cream to make it light. So we used uh, aquafaba instead, so which mm. is this uh, vegan egg white that we uh, whisked to, to make it lighter and things like this. Yeah, fantastic. <laughs> I, I'm really interested in that that reaction that you mentioned from you know your executive chef at the time, and you kind of overcoming that challenge by sort of saying to them, "Well, this is a new dessert rather than this is a new vegan yeah. dessert." Well, I'm just interested in the kind of like the the skepticism that you faced across the, the across the industry. How how long and did you manage to convince people that actually there is another way in that world? Well. Uh... First of all, I'm not sure they are uh, uh, they are still convinced, but uh, they now I think um, have kind of a pressure, feel like kind of a pressure because they mm. cannot ignore veganism anymore. This is not possible. Yeah. So they have somehow uh, to jump into the movement. So this is why you see some very famous chefs presenting uh, uh, vegan recipes. Um, uh, I'm not sure they are vegan, but this is uh, another mm. story. Um, and um, it take me uh, quite some time, but I try to uh, involve non-vegan audiences uh, uh, in, uh, in my work and my uh, uh, presentations. Uh, and um, well, if you uh, want to go to uh, vegan baking or vegan cooking, well, it needs some work. You need time to experiment, to try. And well, let's say, uh, let's let's be honest. When you work in a kitchen in a hotel, for instance, uh, trust me, you are busy from morning till evening, and you don't have a time. You don't have time enough 
to um, create and to experiment mm. new desserts. Uh, for instance, myself, I couldn't. I had no time. I started uh, in the morning, the lunch, the afternoon tea, the events, the VIPs, uh, the weddings, uh, the, the dinner. No time. Mm. This is why I decided to, uh, uh, to stop and to um, spend uh, more time uh, for new desserts. So there is this uh, skepticism and, of course, uh, a lack of time. This is true. Obviously, you've got an incredible background and experience in this in the world of you know being a pastry chef and so on, and you know from five star res, uh, restaurants and hotels and you know the incredible background. My, my as a layman who's not who doesn't know, uh, you know the first thing really about baking. How difficult is, be, you know, being a pastry chef? How difficult is it to do some of the recipes that you that you've created? It's. Um... I would say it is not always uh, that difficult that you uh, imagine. Imagine, and uh, my main concern is to convince uh, people, chefs, uh, not chefs, uh, mm -hmm, uh, to improve your self-confidence. This is mm. the main point. Uh, even for uh, a chef, when he sees ingredients uh, he doesn't know, let's say, for instance, this uh, acre powder that replaces gelatine, or how much do I have to put, uh, how does it set, etc. It is a question of self-confidence. And I insist mm. in my afternoon teas, uh, in my demos, uh, in my courses, this is the main thing. It's not, bon, you follow the recipe. If the recipe is okay, you just have the steps. You need a scale, an oven, and that's it. But mm. you need self-confidence because so many times I hear, oh, I'm afraid, uh, uh, I'm so bad in baking. No, it's really easy. Mm. Yeah, confidence is the key. Talking of confidence and instilling confidence, you, you, as you've mentioned just there, you touched upon, you, you um, host courses for folks. T tell us a little bit about how that came about and what those kind of courses are and who they're for. Uh, well, uh, I give different courses. Uh, I started a couple of years ago with uh, the Vegetarian Society uh, Cookery School, and there we have uh, two programs, uh, one for, let's say, the amateurs, so they just spend uh, uh, one day uh, making uh, a vegan uh, desserts, um, uh, they mm. tasting uh, at the end of the session, they're having fun, uh, and then there is uh, another course for uh, chefs, uh, it's part of a five days uh, training, so they got uh, a certificate uh, uh, afterwards. And there we um, develop uh, and show uh, recipes, but we also uh, insist, well, of course, the fine uh, dining uh, touch. Uh, secondly, um, uh, how a chef should uh, organize himself at work, what we call uh, in the hotel um, words, uh, mise en place. So uh, mm -hmm. try to make things in advance to organize yourself. If you have an event, uh, 200 people don't start the last minute. Uh, and then also when you have one recipe for a chef, uh, because the most important thing uh, for a chef is the time, try to uh, present uh, different versions of this recipe. If you make uh, a cheesecake, you're going to make a buffet version. You're going to make uh, an afternoon tea version. Uh, you see. So uh, it's quite interesting. And then I give uh, demos um, uh, and uh, tasting in my uh, uh, vegan afternoon tea clubs. So it's not only a tasting, uh, a gathering uh, around um, a cup of tea and some desserts and savouries, uh, but I also uh, try to show um, 
uh, easily how to make uh, a sweet pastry, how to make uh, a chocolate mousse, uh, because uh, I really would like the people to be convinced that uh, baking is uh, something fantastic um, and uh, that it's not uh, difficult. Uh, voilà. And then demos uh, in, uh, in vegan shows and also um, the RHS flower shows, um, mm -hmm. because plant-based should be really related to uh, the RHS uh, story. Uh, et voilà. And I really love to share this passion and to convince uh, uh, people. Uh, et voilà. That's amazing. The kind of folks who, who do the courses with you and so on, are they, are they typically vegan folks? Or do you have a, a spread of folks joining No, no, I courses? have a spread. I have a spread. Um, some people are vegan. Some I would say half-half, maybe 50-50. Mm. Some people uh, mostly are um, vegetarian and they would like to see uh, how it goes to make a further step into um, mm. uh, veganism. Um, yeah, I would say half-half. And uh, uh, regarding the chef, for instance, uh, um, or you have chefs working, uh, let's say, in a classical hotel, and they need or they feel the need uh, of uh, yeah. vegan options in their menus. Uh, or you have uh, chefs who decided to uh, go one step further and to go for a totally vegan uh, a restaurant. For instance, there was a restaurant in, uh, in Jersey, huh? Uh, this was mm -hmm. uh, this is uh, 100% uh, vegan it depends incredible yeah that's amazing that it's 50-50 yeah. and that feels like a real sort of form of activism almost that you're you know you're you're helping those folks come along that journey who perhaps weren't there you know for for their own personal ethics and so on but it's it's helping them take that one step further that that to me is like a, an amazing amazing achievement to to have a 50-50 kind of course and and you mentioned that obviously they're um they're motivated in a way by seeing that they can see that there's a change coming in that world and they they, they need to adapt their offering if they're chefs and so on. Do, do you see a world where um, we we are predominantly plant-based in the in the kind of world of, of, of high-end restaurants and so on? Do you think that that is achievable? Yeah. Is that something that we could get to? Yeah, yeah, I think so. <clears throat> because um, I'm convinced that uh, the plant-based, uh, well, I'm talking for the pastry, of course, eh? the plant-based mm. uh, pastry doesn't have anything to invite to the classical uh, pastry. We make fantastic mm. desserts, we adapt, we, pro we create unique desserts, exploring um, the, the flowers, uh, the plants, uh, the herbs mm. uh, in pastry, this is uh, something new, really, really uh, exciting. Uh, and um, for instance, my aim is uh, when we have a wedding, uh, actually, mm. uh, most of the time you, pro you propose, uh, you have a list of uh, the guests, you have 10 uh, uh, vegans, so you have 10 vegetarians, 10 gluten-free. My challenge is maybe in a couple of years to have uh, a vegan dessert so good that one you don't see the difference um, with the classical one and secondly um, this can be uh, suitable for everybody we don't have to make these mm. distin distinctions anymore and if you for instance you take my um, uh, opera cake uh, it's um, 
a classical French dessert that I revisited. I made it uh, more exotic, so with passion fruit, with raspberry, with pistachios. Trust me, if you taste it, you can certainly present it uh, as a dessert for a, wed a wedding and everybody will appreciate. So mm. there is a, I'm very positive and optimistic about this. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's that's awesome to hear. It really is. I'm I'm interested there. You mentioned obviously it's a class like something like an opera cake is a, a, a very classical uh, kind of um, a recipe, and you've updated it and brought it to to kind of life, and not only as a vegan dish, but also with this kind of more exotic twist and so on. Like, how much is is your work focused in the traditional and classical, and like adaptation versus how much is focused in the kind of the world of making unique things and and bringing newness to to the world of being oh, a I would chef. say that uh, most of uh, the um, uh, classical pastry to be veganized the work has been done uh, <clears throat> we and uh, we have been um, through uh, the classical English desserts for instance uh, in my cookbook vegans deserve better than a fruit salad uh, there is a whole <laughs> chapter uh, about uh, giving a modern vegan, of course, twist to the classical desserts. Um, so uh, the the crumble, uh, the the uh, eaten mess, uh, the bread and butter, uh, the bread and butter pudding. Uh, uh, so um, the, the the most important part has been done. Mm -hmm. uh, we found mm. the sponges, uh, the creams, uh, <clears throat> the, the the vegan chocolates uh, are excellent, and so now. Uh, are more concentrated on uh, or focused uh, on exploring the plant-based um, uh, new tastes. Uh, for instance, uh, I received uh, a pine tree uh, uh, syrup, a pine tree uh, balsamic cream uh, from uh, a company uh, south of France. Huh? This is absolutely, mm. absolutely fantastic and I'm going to use it for Christmas. So um, I'm exploring now the new taste. But of course, we're talking oh, yeah. a lot about uh, um, about uh, black sesame paste. Uh, it's a little bit trendy, but uh, so much to explore. So I'd say the basics have been done. We are okay now. That's awesome. That's awesome. Look, I'd love to move on to the book, if that's okay. First of all, I love the title. <laughs> well, fantastic title, Vegans Deserve Better Than a Fruit Salad. Can you tell us a little bit about your kind of inspiration for wanting to become an author in this space and then tell us a little bit about the book itself? Uh, well, uh, as soon as I uh, decided to uh, uh, create my own range of uh, vegan uh, desserts, uh, I realised that um, uh, this was Mona's uh, maybe uh, three three years ago, something like this. Uh, uh, the um, vegan pastry literature, if I may say, uh, was uh, quite mm. poor. And uh, <clears throat> I'm mm. sorry to say, uh, most of the times, very, very amateur. For instance, you had a recipe of a creme brulee with a coconut cream. I'm sorry, this is not a creme brulee. So it was uh, not very serious, mm. not very professional, uh, a little bit disappointing. I was frustrated. So... Uh, very quickly, uh, <clears throat> the idea or the, the need of a cookbook uh, became uh, quite uh, obvious. So um, uh, I started to, um, to try the recipes, to write the recipes, uh, and then, you know, to have this little introduction that makes it uh, funny, because English is not uh, my mother language. <laughs> this was a challenge, but, uh, boy, it was uh, 
uh, at the end of uh, at the end of the day uh, it was funny and it was uh, bon, my own style of uh, presenting my cakes um, et voilà so <clears throat> i decided to um, to focus uh, on the basics so there is an important chapter about um, uh, the creams about how to temper chocolate easily mm. uh, the sponges uh, <clears throat> and i also tried to cover um, uh, the main uh, fields of uh, pastry um, Christmas, uh, uh, Halloween, uh, Easter, the petit four, uh, the chocolates, um, uh, the English desserts, the continental desserts, uh, the chocolate desserts, the cheesecakes. Uh, so um, you have uh, quite a few things uh, uh, to learn in it. Um, What's the reaction been like? How are folks appreciating the book? Ah, very nice. Very nice. And I had uh, the chance to work uh, with... Uh, a fantastic photographer. I don't know if I'm allowed to uh, mention his name. By all means. Oh, thank you. Uh, his name is uh, Darren uh, Jenkins. And uh, these photos uh, are so appealing uh, and attractive that uh, it's really part mm. of the success of uh, the book. Um, and for my second book uh, called Veganissimo, I work with him aussi. It's going to be uh, based uh, mainly uh, upon uh, parties and afternoon teas. Uh, so this helped me, uh, but uh, the book was uh, had a very, very good um, uh, feedback. What were the, the technical challenges of making a book like, well, like this one or the new one, Veganissimo, the time. in terms of, you know, th there's, I guess there's, it's a different, a different skill writing recipes for yourself that need to be replicable in a, um, you know, a professional environment versus writing them for, you know, whoever may pick up the book. What was that like as a sort of technical challenge? Mm, not really, not really. Let's say, uh, um, but first of all, the first, let's say, uh, or three months were challenging because uh, I really, I wasn't used to uh, write recipes uh, in English. And so I had to get used to um, uh, the technical terms. Well, technical is, I mean, it may be a, uh, it may be exaggerated, but uh, well, let's say pour the cream. Uh, that I had to learn all these uh, all these uh, things. It took yeah. me a couple of months. While you have this, uh, most of the time, uh, boom, uh, the main uh, the main and the same sen sentences, uh, <clears throat> pardon, are coming back. Uh, and um, after let's say a couple of months, of for instance, nowadays it's very easy for me and very quick. Uh, to write a recipe. I'm still struggling for this funny introduction, but writing a recipe now for me uh, is okay. So I would say it was an effort for um, the first uh, three, six months. Um, and um, yeah, the way you write a recipe, you think about uh, the people who are going to write it, uh, read it. Um, I'm not talking about, well, the chefs will uh, read it, but uh, what I have in mind is uh, uh, you, my neighbor, so we have to make it simple. And we have to make it precise because uh, many recipes, uh, many, no, let's say, quite some recipes, uh, when you try them, you say, oh, it doesn't work, something is wrong. It has to be precise. Voila, no other secret. Yeah, thinking about that, you know, that that's that's obviously like a, I guess, a key component, like that precision of, 
uh, of taking the steps in the order that they're supposed to be in the correct way and so on and so forth. If you had some advice for people just starting out, other than obviously go out and buy your book, I think that's probably the first bit of advice. But for folks starting out, you know, what what's the, the kind of key things that they need to take into account when they're when they're starting out in the world of, you know, wanting to maybe become a pastry chef or maybe just wanting to improve their skills? Well, uh, as I said, it's uh, uh, you, it's easy. But first, you need uh, uh, quite a few uh, tools. But uh, you don't have to... Uh, don't think uh, you need uh, an endless list uh, of tools. You have uh, the basics, uh, which is uh, just uh, um, a scale. This is the most important. A whisk... Uh, a knife, maybe some uh, uh, mats uh, to bake, of course, uh, a baking tray and an oven. Uh, I said, even a roller pin. When I started, can you imagine that I didn't have a roller pin? I used a bottle, an empty bottle of wine. So uh, it's very easy, very simple. You don't have to go through uh, very sophisticated, very uh, expensive uh, tools. You just need, um, you just need uh, the basic ones. Uh, let's make it uh, simple. The ingredients you have to be if uh, you have to be careful to see what kind of uh, vegan uh, ingredients uh, uh, you buy. Always, always read the labels. This is uh, very important. Um, uh, try to avoid because most of the time there is no reason uh, these uh, expensive, uh, let's say, vegan substitutes. I see, for instance, so many. Um, uh, vegan egg, uh, egg replacer uh, with uh, three pounds for mm. 200 grams. We don't need this. We have a list of uh, uh, natural products, uh, a banana, an avocado, uh, flax seeds that replace the eggs. So keep it simple in your ingredients. When you have your tools, when you have the ingredients you trust, uh, you start a recipe and you try. Uh, be ready uh, to make a few mistakes because uh, if I'm telling you, I'm, I was talking about this uh, Christmas desserts I'm going to create with a pine tree, a syrup for Christmas. Believe me, you know, I right. never, since until now, I never, never uh, succeeded making a nice recipe uh, in one go. I have to make and make and make again. So right. still, it's part of the game. You have to be ready. You have to be patient and you will see, uh, well, when I try a new dessert, it always starts from nothing. I just have an idea. So, of course, the first trial is catastrophe. And then uh, I said, oh, and I, and I do again and I do again. You have to be ready for this. And you're going to see uh, the improvement. And once uh, you're, you are happy with the result, you take some notes and that's it. And then you are very happy. <laughs> I think that's a, that's a fantastic tip, is being persistent you know keep to keep trying i think that that's absolutely key like if i just think back to my some of my experiences often i've tried something maybe once and then thought oh well i can't you know i'm not very good at that perhaps i shouldn't i shouldn't try and yeah, cook no, that no, again no, no, no. well actually just you know keep keep going i think that's such a great great uh, bit of advice if there was a recipe that, you, that stands out for you that it would be a, a great one for maybe a beginner or somebody who's who's starting out is there one that sort of jumps to mind, maybe from one of the books that you think this this is where I would advise people to start? Well, they are. It's very difficult uh, uh, to choose. Um, I would say, uh, bon, let's say the um, an eaten mess is so easy. You have three ingredients. You have uh, uh, the egg white substitute. Let's say uh, you let's say a vegan meringue. You have the uh, the strawberries and you have the cream. 
So now if you want to make our life easy, you have this uh, double cream that you uh, can whip. Strawberries, well, uh, nothing, uh, nothing to say. And uh, about the vegan meringue, we, most of the people are now familiar, at least heard about uh, this substitute called the aquafaba. So uh, this is uh, the water of a chickpea can that you reduce a little bit and then uh, you whisk like uh, a classical uh, a meringue. Um, you take a little, uh, some um, uh, unrefined golden casting sugar and you have your eaten mess. Uh, it's it's very it's very easy, very easy. Uh, a cheesecake is uh, so 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 easy. Uh, in my courses for beginning beginners, uh, I give for instance uh, a mango and passion fruit cheesecake. Boom. What is a cheesecake? It's a vegan uh, a cream cheese, and now we have very good alternatives: uh, a flavor, a little bit of sugar, a little bit of cream, just uh, to soften uh, the taste and a thickener uh, that replaces the gelatine that we call uh, uh, egg powder. So you just mix uh, the powder with uh, your liquid you bring to the boil, you mix everything together. It's five minutes and there is nothing easier than that. Think about your Christmas party, you make a red fruit cheesecake, magnifique, centerpiece. Well, I stop. <laughs> You, you've definitely inspired me, Danielle. I, I, yes. I, I want to pick up a copy of your book straight away. Um, for, now, I for want folks you to who, who start baking. To, I, I'm going to. I, I'm absolutely going to. I, you've inspired me, like I say. Um, where would folks go about picking up a copy of the book? And, and the new book, when, when, when do we, can we expect that one? Uh, I have too many things going on for the moment. Um, so I'm a little bit, uh, I'm a little bit behind. Um, so uh, if I, well, I would say next year, but um, uh, you will yeah. need some patience. But, you know, um, I regularly uh, present uh, uh, my afternoon tea, which is part of the book. So you know already uh, what uh, some contents, uh, the Christmas is ready, the, the Halloween is ready, the Mother's Day is ready, uh, the baby shower is ready, which and they are really, really a, a fantastic um, and so I still have to go for uh, uh, Easter and maybe uh, something for the States. Um, and uh, yeah, that's it next uh, next year, hopefully. Incredible. And, and vegans deserve better than a fruit salad. Where can we pick up a copy of that? Ah, uh, well, you can go uh, to my website, www.freefromdesserts.com slash books. And... Uh, Second choice, if you have an, any issue, uh, uh, Amazon, of course, uh, but I'm not here to promote Amazon, uh, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or, or ask your, your local book stockist, I guess, as well, to, make, to get them to get a copy in. That would be a, a great one. So, yeah, Danielle, thank you so much. I'll make sure there's links in the show notes to your website. Yeah. Do you have anything? Uh, so folks and can Instagram? go ahead, find out more. Yeah. Do you have the Instagram? And Instagram well? too, yeah. Ah, okay. yeah. Okay, super. Uh, thank you for inviting me. It was a pleasure, a pleasure uh, sharing my pass, my passion for uh, vegan pastry with you and with uh, all uh, our followers. Uh, thank you very much. Oh no, thank you, Danielle. Thanks for inspiring us all to get back in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. See you soon. I hope. Okay. Bye bye. Yeah.